but there's a notice every um, 30 minutes in English and Japanese telling you not to eat food or drink food or go jogging or to go into the forest to collect nuts or animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's, it sounds like a fairy tale. Welcome to Tokyo Cheapo Podcast. Think Tokyo's expensive? Well, think again. All the best tips for visiting and living in Tokyo on a pittance. Cheap sushi, cheap sausages, cheap dates, cheap dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads, cheap bikes, cheap booze, cheap chicken. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and cheapos, to what I believe is episode 22 of the Tokyo Cheapo podcast. I'm Chris Kirkland, and joining me is Greg Lane. Hello, Greg. Hello, Chris. How are you today? Marvellous. Doing my uh, radio voice. (laughs) (laughs) Splendid. So we've got an action-packed episode today. What are we going to cover? The two main things we're going to look at are parks and beer. So they kind of go quite well together, I think. So, uh, But uh, before we get on to those, I guess we'll uh, maybe just run through some recent articles on the site. A nice seasonal episode. May is the picnic season. Oh, the, w- the weather is awesome here, by the way. Absolutely fantastic. I'm getting a suntan. You lucky kiwi. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at some recent articles on the site. So I think first thing of note is the fact that we had our two-year anniversary. Yay. So a little plastic cheapo trumpet fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any kind of celebration. <laughs> Uh, no, no. I mean, we, we had an online celebration, didn't we? Like we a virtual did. celebration. We did. We, but the, the main reason is I'm actually out of town at the moment. So uh, when I get back, we'll have a cheapo party. So anyway, yeah, big thanks to all the cheapo readers and listeners to all your um, support over the last two years. And uh, may it continue over the next 20 years. 20? Wow. That's ambitious. I think it's realistic, Greg. <laughs> Cheapo's here to stay. All right, let's uh, move onwards and upwards, or if we can go up higher than that. Um, articles of note, we did a hotel guide. Did uh, Cheapo's guide to accommodation guide 2014, because um, we're always getting asked, oh, where should we stay in Tokyo? And so we did a really in-depth um, analysis of all the hotels we could find in Tokyo. We looked at all their kind of ratings and rankings and price, location, and we uh, used our cheapo spreadsheet skills to find what we think are the top cheap hotels in Tokyo. So there is some cheapo gold. Um, So uh, yeah, hotels, hostels, and some super cheap options like capsule hotels, and uh, of course, the famous, infamous staying in a manga cafe. How about the next article, Greg? Uh, the next article was um, one that I wrote about baseball at Jingu Stadium. My, my cultural reference might be a bit different to some of the re- re- I mean, the listeners. I mean, I guess we've got listeners from everywhere. Coming from New Zealand, the the big summer sport is, is cricket. So I'm not really, you know, you know, I've never really been interested in baseball. So, uh, but uh, someone invited me along, so I went along to the the season opening game at Jingu Stadium with the Yakult Swallows, which is the the team that plays there. And um, it was really fun. It was um, it costs one thousand six hundred yen to get in, and five hundred yen for kids, which is an awesome deal. And um, 
you know the it's good entertainment the the, the crowd is actually you know absolutely insane they um they have all these kind of organized chants for every single player <laughs> and the uh the local players that sorry the local players the local fans have this strange tradition where they um they put up these clear umbrellas it took me a while to work out what was going on because i was sitting on the other side from the the, the home fans and when they, they you know, someone got a hit or they got a home run or something suddenly there's this really kind of weird diffracted light coming from the other side and i finally worked it out it was these um clear umbrellas that were putting up and you know waving in the light <laughs> uh, and the food is really good too i mean it's it's not uh you know it's, it's sports food sports venue food but uh it's you know pizza chips it's all quite reasonable it's not it's not kind of like they a lot of these kind of sports events they get you in the place and then they kind of screw you yeah but um it's quite quite reasonable sounds like a great yeah, day so, out. so yeah it is it is I'd, I'd recommend it you know not being a baseball fan even so uh yeah but definitely worth checking out if you're um you're, you're living in tokyo or if you're visiting even marvelous and uh, another article for people who are living in Tokyo, perhaps more than people visiting, is the cheap massages article. Yeah, yeah, I think this was really. Uh, this is um, by Francis, um, and this is really interesting because I mean, I found out it's stuff I I didn't know anything about, like uh, like these kind of clinics that that uh, do massage. So they're not they're not. You know, like these, you see these kind of chain stores around the place, like, um, you know, ABC Massage or whatever, but th- those aren't that cheap. Whereas these places, these clinics, actually, some of them accept um, national health insurance. Yeah. That's so, you, the you know, real if you're feeling a bit winner. sore, you just go along to one of these things and, you know, 1,000 yen for, for 30 minutes or something. So uh, that's an awesome tip, that. One which I'm sure we will both be checking out ourselves. Yep. Definitely. I, I actually I probably could do with it now because I've just been playing soccer. So. My, my whole body is going to seize up. Sports injury. So, that, yeah. I think, uh, qualifies for uh, health insurance. Mm, yes, it does. Yep. Splendid. So from cheap massage to cheap events, what have we got on the event calendar this month? We've uh, got lots. We have indeed. I'll read out the first one. Not that I've been to it, but um, the Kamakura Festival is 13th to the 20th of April. Um short or you cheapos know Kamakura is the uh, ancient capital of Japan and it's just a hour south of Tokyo on um, either the Shonan Shinjuku line or Tokyo line and um, yeah it's a it's a great city any time of year but um, do you know much about the Matsuri Craig? Um, I don't know a lot about it but there's one thing that is really uh, it's really well known for which is the horseback archery so there's a there's a kind of a tradition traditional way of archery in Japan. Well, what they do is they they ride the horse um, past the target, and as the, as they're going past, they shoot the arrow. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things that will be um, happening at the festival. And that's on the the morning of the the twentieth of April. So that's worth checking out. Splendid. So from uh, ancient traditions to uh, uh, the contemporary Rapongi Art Night. Yes, You've been indeed. to Rapongi Art Night last year? I have. I've been to this. I didn't go last year, but I've, I've been um, to previous years. Um, have, have you been to it? I think so. Yeah. I, sh- I probably should since I run a big art website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It, it, it's kind of unusual because, as, as the name suggests, it, it runs all night. So it's a, like a 24-hour event. 
So um, it's based around the the what they call the Art Triangle, which is the uh, the the big museums in in uh, Rapongi and Akasaka. So you've you've got the Mori Museum at Rapongi Hills, and then you've got the uh, the National Art Center, which is the, the the kind of the 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 curvy building that was um, built by Kisho Kurokawa, I think, the, the architect. And, uh, and then you've got the Suntory Museum, which is at Midtown. So um, I don't think any of the events are actually based in those museums, but they're you know it's based in the area around it. There's a lot of outdoor stuff, so um, definitely worth checking out. Sounds great. So that's yep. April the nineteenth and twentieth. That's right. Or the evening of, or is it two nights? Uh, no, it's basically one night. Yeah. So it goes, it, but it goes until the following um, afternoon, evening kind of thing. Yeah. So. Splendid. All right, next on our list, uh, Wisteria Festival. <clears throat> yep, it, this is one I haven't been to, but it looks really interesting, so I, I threw it in there. Do you, you know what Wisteria is? is that it's kind a of, hanging vine type Yeah, yeah, purpley kind of color. Fuji? Yeah, Fuji is called in, in, uh, in, in Japanese. Japanese. So it's, it's, it's like a really, um, uh, you know, it's, it's like one of those traditional flowers in Japan, like, you know, sakura and, and things, I think. So uh, there's a festival on at uh, a place called Kamedo Tenjin Shrine from uh, April 19th until May the 6th, which is obviously the flowering period of the, the wisteria. So um, from photos I've seen, it looks really interesting. This, um, they've, got, they've had a festival for this, this, this flower for, at this shrine for about 150 years or so. So it's, um, it's got a lot of tradition. Splendid. So uh, next on our list is uh, from, huh, from flowers to rainbow pride. Yes. Um, so everybody who doesn't know what Pride is, it's a celebration, LGBT celebration, gay celebration. Um, I always used to go every year when I lived in Brighton. It was the perhaps the most fun weekend um, of the whole year in Brighton. Uh, I imagine it's perhaps a little bit more low key. Yeah, the scale's a bit smaller, I think. It's um, but uh, it seems it seems it's been going for a few years, and I think maybe they're gonna they might be building up the um. The anticipation and the organization it has been quite um poorly organized in the past like they had a problem where um it got cancelled one time like the, the diet guy who was can you know, like doing the parade he cancelled it and then another group decided they were going to run it anyway yeah and they uh, they jumped in and organized an event at the last minute this seems to be a lot better organized so it's probably going to be interesting i think and it's in the harajuku shibuya area with floats yeah and everything. yeah 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 floats and they, they're going to go for a walk around the uh, there's a circuit. Marvellous. So that's uh, April the 27th, Sunday, mm -hmm. April the 27th. That's right. Um, there's obviously details on Tokyo Cheapo um, and a link to the, the Pride website itself. Splendid. So uh, what's our last item uh, the last our event, events list? The last event to talk about is uh, Cinco de Mayo or Cinco de Mayo, depending on your pronunciation. But it's, an, it's a South American event, so I guess Cinco de Mayo. It kind of, it's kind of morphed in, in Japan, so it's not just about um, Mexico or Southern United States or anything. It's um, apparently a festival of the whole Americas, like from from Alaska down to um, you know, Tierra del Fuego. So uh, that's on the May the 3rd and 4th. It's also morphed onto a different day as well. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot, doesn't it? But it's in, the in weekend. Japan. It's got to match the weekend. Yeah. yeah, it's the weekend right before the 5th of May. So this is one of the... Um, typical uh, Yoyogi Park weekend events, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it should be quite big, I think. Yeah. It's basically, as I was saying earlier, uh, you can reliably turn up to the uh, area behind the NHK building 
most weekends in I don't know, this time of year and there's some sort of uh, festival. Indeed, I think until the end of the summer. Yeah, probably uh, probably end of October. It kind of quietens down a bit in November, December, January, a bit in February. But uh, yeah, definitely. Splendid. Well, that's events for this podcast. Let's uh, move on to our major topic, which is parks and beer. Yes. So our first bullet point on our list, what should a good park have? I think grass. Is yes, the that's one. the number one, <laughs> grass. Because it's Cause actually uh, rare in Tokyo. Most parks, you get a lot of little parks, but they're just dirt, yeah. grit. They're not actually grassy, green, lush. Um, it's nothing you can sit on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here we have a list of grassy parks. Oh, yeah, gra- grass and space, I think, are the two big ones, right? You know. And obviously, not having an entrance fee is a bonus. Speaking of which, <laughs> <laughs> the first one on our list, Shinjuku Gyoen, which is actually one of the nicest, most beautiful parks in uh, definitely in central Tokyo, possibly greater Tokyo. Um, however, it does come with a entrance fee, which off the top of my head is 200 yen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 200 yen for adults and 50 yen for children. It's pretty nominal, really. It's not, not too bad. And I'm sure uh, most listeners, anybody living in Tokyo will have been there and people visiting may well have already seen it in their research. But it's um, it's a great little uh, gardens, uh, which is pretty large. Um, it's just a stone's throw from Shinjuku and it's not actually that far from Yoyogi Park in Harajuku. It's just like, um, it's like Yo- Yoyogi's more sophisticated older sister because it's got all these beautiful um, European gardens, Japanese gardens, it's got yeah, like some museums. Rose garden. It's got a um, greenhouse type thing, mm-hmm. that, uh, not museum, a greenhouse type thing where you can go in and look at some... Uh, a plant museum. Yes, a plant museum. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. But um, yeah, and it's fast. You can um, you can spend a long time in there. And there's, uh, um, I've lived in Tokyo for quite some years, been there many times, and there's still parts of the park that I haven't yet visited. Yeah, there's, there's two rules though about that park apparently. One is... Um, one is don't climb the trees because <laughs> uh, there'll be a, a man who'll come along on a bicycle and, and uh, he'll give you that, that kind of well-known, uh, you know, cross the arms signal, <laughs> you know, with, with Japanese people who, who, who don't want to actually, um, you know, try to speak to uh, like non-Japanese people. Yeah. So, you know, he'll, he'll do that. Not, not that I was climbing the trees, it was my, my kids. So, um, so that's, that's, that's uh, dame, as they say in Japan. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing is, don't take apparently don't take your shirt off. Hmm. They don't like you um, going uh, topless. So no topless sunbathing mm-hmm. for men or women. That's right. Um, any other note, things of note? It is quite a popular picnic spot. Picnics are allowed, as you'll yep. find. Some of the parks don't allow food. <laughs> are you serious? Which we'll, ones? we'll get to that. Only okay. one, only one actually. But um, yeah, Shinjuku Goen is a great picnic spot in my book. Um, it might just be a little bit crowded at weekends, but um, outside of the Hanami season, it's never too crowded. So um, that's first on our list. Second on our list, uh, Yoyogi Park, which again, most people would have heard of. Um, so we won't go into too much detail. However, the uh, one I wanted to mention was Yoyogi Park has a sort of secret park. Do you know? Do you know about the secret park, Greg? 
Uh, I haven't found the secret park yet. It, it's kind of like it's in a, in a different dimension, I think. I've got yes. to somehow work out this trans-dimensional um, travel. And how many years have you lived in Tokyo? 14 years. And uh, Not the whole time in Tokyo, but 14 years. Would it be Tokyo. fair to say you've been to Yoyogi Park a hundred times now? Ah, uh, not that many. Maybe, maybe 10, 15. Only 10 or 15? Could be more. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure I've been Yeah, there probably, probably more than that. Anyway, okay. the, the point is um, I was living in Tokyo many years before I discovered the secret park. And um, actually, I don't think I'm going to give it away. I'm just going to say <laughs> that <laughs> there is a secret park in Yoyogi Koen, Yoyogi Park, with these, this beautiful, lush, green grass which stretches for quite a long distance and it's like the similar size to the sort of shabby scabby grass area that you'll know if you've been to the normal part of your yogi it's, so, so if it, you're not going to explain where it is why, why do we have an article about it on the on the website we we're not making it that difficult for people they can you type something into google and they'll find it probably on the tokyo cheapo website what i will say is this park apparently you're not allowed to eat or drink there even though i, I have fun I, I recall that there was a vending machine selling drinks, so I'm not quite sure how that works, but there's a notice every um, 30 minutes in English and Japanese telling you not to eat food or drink food or go jogging or to go into the forest to collect nuts or animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's, it sounds like a fairy tale. Like a, it, it is. It, it is a yeah. fairy tale. The, the start of a fairy tale. Like yeah. They were told not to go into the forest to collect nuts and birds. <laughs> It's just like a but Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> anyway, moving onwards and uh, upwards, the from secret <clears throat> parks to very large public parks, the Tachikawa Showa Kinen Koen, which is, I guess, means the Showa Anniversary Park. It's located just one stop away from Tachikawa, which is in Western Tokyo. Yes, Western Tokyo. I forget off the top of my head. I think it's Nishi Tachikawa or something. Again, it's another one with an entrance fee, but um, it's a it's a full day out. This park it's it uh, um, it dwarfs all the other parks in Tokyo. It's uh, massive and it's got lots of activities. There's a water park in there. There's a barbecue area. There's some sort of fake main temple hill thing you can climb up. There's a big inflatable thing that you can bounce on with your kids. Uh, you can take a little train around the the. Uh, Oh, it's not a train. It's a fake train that drives around. There's, oh, it's like um, one of those um, ones with like a little cart type thing. Yes, you've got it. Okay. As you enter, there's like um, staff standing there saying, do you need any help in giving you maps and things? So it's, uh, it's a full-on day out. Uh, you can play sports there. You know, there's, uh, there's enough space to kick a ball around. A lot of them don't allow that. It's probably not allowed at somewhere like Shinjuku Gyoin either, I think. Yeah, Yogi Park, you can get away with it. I've, I've played... Uh, football there before but obviously um, you know someone will come and put their picnic mat right right in the middle of your uh, game and then you yeah. move but there's definitely space and permission to engage in ball games in Tachikawa Showa Kinen Park on a practical note um, it's a great spot for picnics I did mention barbecues but you'll need to book the barbecue place in advance and it's not cheap yep and, and they even there's, I mean there's an option where they supply the meat right you can yeah you can pay you know, you can just pay for everything and they give it all to you. And, or or uh, bring your own. It would be more cost effective to bring your own. I think if you're just getting the grill itself yep. and there's like 10 of you, it's, it's quite economical. But um, if you end up paying 
the park for its facilities, it will work out as like four or five thousand a head or something, which uh, isn't very cheapo. Right, right. So um, yeah, that's Tachikawa Showa Kinning Park. Moving on, we have uh, Inokashira Koen. I guess it's quite a famous park in, in Tokyo, right next to Kichijoji Station. So, well, maybe a five-minute walk from Kichijoji Station. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice park. It's not really an open park with lots of grass or anything like that, but it's, it's around a, a kind of a lake. And there's lots of, um, lots of trees, and, and you often get, like, performers and things, like, uh, you know, doing little, little shows, like buskers, I guess you call them. I used to go there in the evenings to practice my guitar. There you go. And they have swans. Not not actual swans, but um, actually they might have actual swans as well, but they have those swan pedal boats. Which apparently, this is what it's famous for. Apparently couples that go on one of those swan pedal boats will break up. <laughs> it's, it, have you noticed like every single park in, in Japan seems to have one of those things that if couples do this, they will break up? I haven't. Something, I've only heard about it a, on this, you know, Kashina Cohen. There's something similar in uh, Ueno Park. If like if if couples cross this bridge, then they will break up. We all fly cheapos. We fly in the face of superstitions. If it's good value, then it's good. So let's um, move on. Uh, the next one on our list is Kitamaru Coin, which is just above the Emperor's Palace, just by Kudanshita. There's plenty of grass. Uh, obviously, lots of cherries, trees, cherry blossoms. There's water since it's around the moat. Um, and in my experience, it's never really that busy, surprisingly. I guess it depends on the time of year. So, yeah, I'd agree. And there's this interesting kind of walks up around the, the top of the hill there. There's kind of a, a wooded area where you can walk up and you get a view of the uh, one of the moats and you know, all the boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been up it's there as well. Nice. So I think that's a, it's got enough grass to be a picnicable park. Uh, I don't remember there being any um, anti-eating rules. No, I don't think so. It's it's also, I mean, it's obviously one of the more central ones, right? Along with places like Yoyogi Park and Shinjuku Gyoen. Right? I believe one of our cheaper hotel recommendations is just a stone's throw. Yep. If you're planning a day trip, what you do is you get off at Kudanshita, go through Kitamaru Koen, you can have your picnic, and then you walk through Kitamaru Koen and you um, you just cross the road and you're in the uh, the east gardens of the, the uh, Imperial Palace. So you can walk through there and you can look up the, um, you can ha- have a look at the, uh, what do they call it, the dojon, the, the base of the uh, of Edo, Edo Castle. Nice. Which is, not, which is not there anymore, obviously. That park's nice as well. That's free to get into. It's closed two days a week or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you might be right. But even if it's closed, you can actually walk around and there's like the sort of outer gardens where there's yep. actually a road driving through. That's, that's quite a nice spot as well. What's next on the list? E- Ikuta Park. Ikuta, Ikuta Park. So this is not a very well-known one. This is, uh, it's not even in Tokyo, I don't think. It's it's in a place called Mukogaoko Yuen, which was, uh, Yuen means uh, amusement park. The station was, was made especially for the amusement park. And there's actually the remnants of an old uh, monorail that run from the station to where the park was. But uh, this park is, is huge. It's like the scale is um, quite unusual for, for, you know, compared to places in Tokyo. So it's actually not in Japanese. It's not called Koen. It's called um, Ikuta Green Area. So it's got it's got little lakes. Um, it's got like a like a forest area, so you can take forest walks. It's got uh, uh, it's got museums. It's got like a, a place called the Nihon Minkaen, which is um, like a collection of these old traditional Japanese buildings. Like there's a Kabuki theater and things there. Um, 
there's a there's a planetarium. <laughs> it just goes on and on, and, and it's especially well known for uh, flowers, so seasonal flowers like um, azaleas uh, and hydrangeas. So from now on until you know summer, it's um, there'll be something happening there. I'd thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the Mokogoku Yuen is on the Odaku line, so you take a train from either Shinjuku or um, you know from 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 the subway going into uh, into the, the Odaku line. So it probably probably it's only about uh, fifteen to twenty minutes from Shinjuku. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good spot. Oh, there's a golf course there too. I've never played, but the, there is a golf course there. Splendid. Well, let's um, move on to from golf to um, the Tamagawa area. Uh, okay. Tamagawa is a, a river running from the western mountains across uh, West Tokyo through Kanagawa and I guess eventually to the sea as rivers generally flow to the sea. Um, you can take either the um, Tokyo line to uh, Tamagawa or you can take the Denentoshi line to Futako Tamagawa or, well or what's the other one? No, ni- Nikotama. Nikotama. It's, it's, for sure it's called Nikotama. Both of those stops are on the river and they're both coming out of Shibuya. And um, the idea is you get off at one and you walk along the river, get back on the other train and go back home again. So it's a nice little, uh, uh, probably about a one hour walk. And there's also Tamagawa Koen at the Tamagawa station. So there's a bonus extra park. But the, river, the stroll along the river is really nice. There's um, plenty of uh, spots along the way. You can just kind of sit down and have a picnic. You can actually sit by the river. There's people fishing there. Um, it's pretty wide, you know, the river's quite wide. There's a green mm. space either side. So um, for somewhere so central, you get quite a taste of being out of the city. In summertime, there's a lot of parties and things under the, the bridge at, at uh, Futako Tamagawa. Oh, I forget which it is. But yeah, there is um, on the Denentoshi line, there's a bridge over the, the train goes over the river and mm-hmm. underneath the uh, railway bridge, there's often parties and barbecues. Last one on the list is uh, a little bit of a unusual place. I'm not sure I'd recommend it for picnics, but um, I just stumbled across it uh, recently. It's Toyama Koen, Toyama Park, and it's actually another Shinjuku park. It's um, it's just a stone's throw from the Higashi Shinjuku station, which is on the Fukutoshin line. And um, it's got a hill. It's got a little sort of yama in the middle that you can climb up to. Um, it's got uh, a road going through it, um, but it's kind of this pretty vast area. And um, at some points when you're walking through it, you're kind of, you can't really see any signs of urban life. You're just kind of surrounded by trees and um, you just kind of, since there's this little kind of road going through it, which has virtually no traffic on it, you feel a bit like you're in Saitama or something. It's, uh, it's quite an interesting spot. Fukutoshin Line. Higashi Shinjuku. Uh, I forget which exit it is, um, but it's basically it's in um, northeast Shinjuku. So it's it's kind of like behind um, Kabukicho in that area. Yeah, probably like a ten minute walk from the back of Kabukicho. So you've got Okubo. Okay. It's it's kind of roughly the same uh, coordinates of Okubo, but further mm-hmm. east. So I if see. you just get off at Okubo and walk east, right, it's probably. Um, I think it's just above Okubodori, in fact. Right, got yeah. it. So that's Toyama Coin. Anything else to say about parks? No, no, we're parked out. So from uh, park overload to beer overload. Craft beer overload, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they kind of, beer and parks kind of go together, but the way we're, we're actually looking at it, we're looking at beer bars, which don't actually go together with parks. So, uh, but anyway, we'll just, we'll just switch to, uh, to beer. So um, first, we're just going to start with um, something that's going to come up on the site uh, really soon, which is um, a review of a place called Antenna America. I met up with uh, our, our podcast producer, TJ, uh, on a day last month, and we, we went there. So um, why don't we um, have a bit of a listen to, to the recording? Indeed. Let's uh, dive into your chat. Here we are. Outside Antenna America, Greg. Yep. There, there are some interesting establishments actually in this building. I just noticed there's a, there's a bar, there's a, is it a bar on the first floor called Lovers? <laughs> the, the bar below it is called Virus. Virus I don't yeah. know if they're connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is rather, um, rather amusing. But let's, um, let's just Antenna America. What, what what's the story? Okay, um, Antenna America is uh, okay. There's a, there's a concept in Japan called an antenna shop. So all of the the prefectures outside Tokyo, they um, they have their, their kind of things that they're well known for. Like um, it could be drinks or it could be food, seafood. So what they do is they have a uh, in Tokyo or Yokohama, perhaps they open a what's called an antenna shop. So they have the Hokkaido antenna shop or the Kyushu antenna shop. Um, Actually, Kyushu is not a prefecture, but never mind. <laughs> uh, but uh, and and they'll have like produce from there, so it's it's generally um, a little bit overpriced. But um, I guess that's the inspiration for this. But but Antenna America in particular is is purely about beer. Right. So it's basically an American craft beer shop. Mm. Um, there's eight rotating taps and a lot of different bottles. So there's eight different beers on tap at any given time. And how many different sorts of there beer? Must, there must be at least 30 yeah. varieties of bottled beer. I reckon that's right. Something really impressed me, actually. The, um, I grabbed a beer out of, the, out of the fridge, and I took it up to the counter, and it was a 580-yen um, IPA. Mm. And before I actually paid for it, the guy said, you, you realise the same beer is at the other end of the fridge, and it's um, 180 yen cheaper. Yes. <laughs> So apparently the only difference is it's slightly older. So I mean they're trying to get rid of the old stock first. Yeah. So I thought that was quite quite cool how he actually pointed out that I could pay less money mm. by going to the other end. So uh, cheapo victory. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Unintentional even. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean ambiance. Mm. Oh, okay. It's to me it reminded me of like a um, kind of a down market suburban bar in New Zealand <laughs> like the, the actual ambiance but like, like you know it's it's not great and like the the food menu is kind of average yeah and the pizzas from Domino's a little bit overpriced that's powered by Domino's <laughs> powered yeah powered by Domino's yeah, Look, no I mean I mean it's a Domino's pizza and you need to be aware of that I think yeah. before you order one yeah <laughs> so um, there is food here but um don't come for the food. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure that the food is the the draw card. I think, the, to be honest, that's what it comes down to. Is it's not. It's not about the, not about the food. Not about the pizza. It's about really good quality beer. Yeah, I mean, the first one I had was uh, Nama beer, mm-hmm. like from from the tap, like a Belgian inspired ale mm-hmm. from America. It was very distinctive. Yeah, but expensive um, though. Isn't it? A bit expensive. Yeah. The, the, tap, the tap beer is around 800 yen. What? Yeah, but it's a pint. Okay, so it's a right. little bit larger. So, so, you, it's, so the, you get another 120, right, right. 100 and 
170 mil? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Or 400 yen for the bottle. Yeah, yeah. And they were on special. So you've got to, uh, you've got to remember to look for the, uh, look for the special beers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, actually, probably the other thing we should mention about that place is they have a, a really nice-looking um, outdoor space, right? The, yeah, the, the terrace is going to be amazing in summer. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, and it's quite big, it's quite spacious, mm-hmm. so I'd imagine that that'll come into its own once it gets a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's a shame they won't let you take glass out there. But, uh, <laughs> That's very Sydney. They won't let you take glass it's, even it's, inside. It's a very New Zealand thing, actually, yeah. Like, fr- Friday, Saturday nights, you know, you only drink out of plastic. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, all up, if you want uh, a really fine selection of American craft beer at pretty reasonable prices, it's, it's, it's win. I don't know anywhere better. And in summer, it's going to be gold. Yep. All right. Move to Yokohama. (laughs) Yokohama cheapo moment. Yep. Cheers. One one thing I should mention after that that, uh, recording is I I did say Antenna America was like a suburban bar, but I think probably a better description might be like a club rooms. So it's like a beer club rooms. So it's, it's quite unpretentious. So yeah, check it out. So what we're going to do now is actually just look through a list of what we consider to be the, the 10 best value craft beer bars in Tokyo. So um, I'm going to leave Antenna America out of the list because, um, oh, I've already talked about it, but uh, we'll just go through uh, each of these places. So uh, the first one is a place called Brimmer Beer Box. This is what one of these things, they call them tasting rooms. So all these kind of craft beer, beer breweries, they'll set up a tasting room where it's only that company's beer. So the great thing about Bremer Beer Box is um, 500 yen craft beer. So, and, and it's a good location too. It's based on um, an Aoyama Dori. So about halfway between Aoyama Station and uh, what is it, Gaiyan Maya Station. So uh, that's well worth checking out. Um, okay, next uh, is one that we've written about on the site, which is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it's actually another antenna shop, as they call them. It's um, it's uh, called Shinshu Osakemura. And uh, it's an antenna shop for uh, the Shinshu area. The Shinshu is the, the ancient name for Nagano. Uh, the, the really good point about that place is they have, uh, you can actually drink craft beer from Nagano from 260 yen, which is outstanding. Wow, cheaper. And, and they, uh, yep. And they have something like uh, 20, 25 different types of beer, all from Nagano, which is quite surprising. I mean, for such a small area, you'd think um, it'd be a bit restrictive, but there's so many different breweries from uh, from Nagano, so that's worth checking out. So the next one is um, Craft Beer Bar Ibrew. So I'll just mention a couple together because they're in the same area. Like um, there's an area in uh, Yayasu, which is near Tokyo Station, which is kind of like a little hotbed for um, for craft beer bars. So the, the two ones around there are Craft Beer Bar Ibrew and uh, Towers Craft Beer. They're not super cheap, but they're cheap for craft beer. So, like craft beer prices are generally, you're looking at um, something over a thousand yen for for a pint. That's worth looking at either of those two places. Um, next on the list is a place called uh, Beerhorn in Akasaka. So uh, this is a um, a like an outlet for uh, Otaru beers in, in Hokkaido. Which, to be honest, I don't think Otaru beers are that good, but um, it's quite cheap, and you know you can probably try some different varieties. But so it's worth giving a go. Um, and let's see, next is uh, Hachiban, kind of like an in-house brewery. So they actually have the brewery inside inside the restaurant. 
So this is a bit different from the other ones. The other ones kind of have um, good deals on beer, so you can get you know glasses of, of craft beer from you know six hundred to seven hundred yen. Whereas this one, um, that, it's the only one on, on the list that has a, uh, a nomi hodai, tabi hodai. The the deal is four thousand yen for um, nomi hodai, tabi hodai. So you can have different varieties of craft beer. You can have as much as you like. Oh, I've read on uh, stuff like uh, rate beer. That, that people don't rate the beer that highly for this place. But I've been there and I thought it was pretty good, actually. So uh, that's worth checking out. Being probably. a foreigner, you probably get better value from the uh, Nomi Holdai and Tommy um, <laughs> Tabi Holdai since you can drink Yeah, more. the, the, the Tabi Holdai and Nomi Holdai thing, I mean, you've, you've really got to go for it. It's not, um, if you like just having one or two drinks, then, uh, you know, the Nomi Holdai, Tabi Holdai thing at, at somewhere like Hachiban isn't, isn't such a great deal. You know, if you're in for a big night, then then that makes sense. Um, the next one is um, a place in Koenji. So it's called Koenji Bakushu Kobo. So um, Bakushu is actually the Japanese uh, old name for beer. It means uh, something like uh, grain liquor or malt liquor. So um, that, that's uh, notable because they have uh, beers from 390 yen for a glass, which is... Um, very, very good value for craft beer. Are you talking yeah. a pint here or just a half pint? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of these have um, like variable measures, so it's hard to really compare them um, like properly. So, for example, the um, places like Shinshu or Sakemura, they'll have basically can size. So the glass is 350, 360 mils, um, whereas some of them will have what they call – I've never heard of this, but apparently it's a thing. They have these uh, a glass size called an American pint. Which is um, quite a bit smaller than a like a, an imperial <laughs> pint, so um, it's it's four hundred and fifty mils, whereas an imperial pint something like five hundred and eighty mils, I think something like that. Mm. So I I actually thought it was a scam. I thought you know when I was told this, I thought American pint less than you know it doesn't make sense. A pint's a pint, but um, I did a bit of research. It's actually a thing, so uh, you got to be careful if you're you're ordering, so you, you can know what you're getting. So I, I think most of these places probably serve an American pint, and unless they specifically say they're going to give you a, a, a British pint, as they call it. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, and I think probably the Koenji Bakshu Kobo with three hundred and ninety, and you're probably looking at a, at a, a three hundred and fifty, three hundred sixty mil glass. Yep. Um, okay. So there's a couple more. One more is um, an interesting. It sounds like a, a theme bar, but it's not quite that interesting. It's a it's a place in Ikebukuro called uh, Beersaurus. So as in as in dinosaur, uh, they are actually a really expensive place to drink. So if you want a craft beer, if you go there regularly, it's um, something you know could be up to one thousand two hundred, one thousand four hundred yen for a for a pint, American style pint, wow. American size pint or something. But the the really um, the big bonus on this place is they have a happy hour. So the happy hour is from 6 to six p.m. to 8 p.m. And everything is half, well, all the draft beers are half price. So um, so the, I, I think the idea would be to go there um, and enjoy their, their, their uh, happy hour and then go somewhere a bit cheaper. Yeah. So uh, that would be my recommendation. Cheapo strategy. Yep. Well, actually, I mean, the cheapo strategy would be to drink at home, but you, know, you can't do <laughs> it all the time. Um, and the last one on the list is uh, I was I was actually not sure whether to put this on the list because it's kind of borderline. It's um it's a place called Craft Beer Market and they have a couple of branches. Uh, one's in Jimbocho, and the other one is in Toranamon or kind of near Shimbashi Station. This place is interesting because they have a, a 
huge amount of beers on on tap. So you know they'll have something like twenty different beers on tap. So uh, the prices are four hundred and eighty yen for a a glass and seven hundred and fifty yen for a uh, seven hundred sixty yen for a, for an American pint. So that's kind of it's borderline. I'm not really sure if that's even cheapo to be honest. But I guess the good thing about that is they do have a wide selection. Although um, I'm kind of trying to convince myself that it isn't cheap now. Um, <laughs> the it's it's still I guess it's it's relative, right? It's um it's craft beer, so for something like that, you might pay something like a thousand to fifteen hundred yen elsewhere. Mm. So seven hundred eighty yen or seven hundred sixty yen is pretty good. Indeed, being a cheapo isn't about the lowest possible price for the cheapest possible beer. It's you know it's getting a good quality beer at good value. Yeah, exactly. It probably indicates my age too because I'm I'm more into um just having some nice tasting beer rather than uh, the quantity you could just be sophisticated you could just be young and sophisticated oh that, that's it yep i'll take that yes yeah. excellent well on that note i think uh, it's time to wrap up for this week so um thanks for listening fellow cheapos look forward to seeing you next time okay. see you around goodbye Dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads. Another amazing podcast magic production.